This is Hope and Health with Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood. Insights and interviews with a dose of straight talk to help you enjoy optimal health in all areas of life. When you think about what we've learned, it's important to always revisit what you've learned and then stack new things on top. There's a principle of building a house that I like to think about. You know, you, you, you build the foundation. You, to, you level the land and you dig the footing and then you build that up and then you build the foundation up so that it's solid. And then you can stack up one brick on top of the other. And if you don't do it like that, obviously it's wrong from the beginning. So foundational health is super important. And that is exactly why we want to always revisit these seven pillars. One more time, what are those seven pillars? Because we're going to talk about this idea of stress in just a moment. Well, at the top of the list is going to be nutrition. And we have discussed this over and over that nutrition is the most important medical decision that you make every single day. Some people make it three times a day. Some people make it three times a day and two snacks over 365 days in a year. Boy, that's a lot of medical decisions. It is. And it's probably one of the biggest medical decisions we make because when nutrition goes south, everything goes south. Mm. And when everything is balanced out, nutrition tends to be balanced out as well. So nutrition, without managing that, we have a problem. So after this, we have sleep. We talked about that last teaching session. We want seven to eight hours. Remember that? You know, watch the blue lights, practice good sleep hygiene, and manage that hormone called cortisol appropriately. Yeah, that's right. And stress management, we're going to hit on that in tonight's section, we're going to help you redefine stress. Stress, as we know, it's not a noun, it's a verb. It is. And we talked about exercise, We this thing about movement. We spent a lot of time on that the last several weeks. But remember, we talked about anaerobic versus aerobic, and we talked about ways you can start, and we talked about start and set your goals very small, but eventually get those goals up there to more than 150 minutes a week of moderate intensity exercise and 75 minutes a week of high intensity exercise, and then mix in three days of weight training. That's what we recommend for you. Super important. And just to kind of bring this um, home to perspective, those first four things, nutrition, sleep, stress management, and movement, we have control over those, don't we? Yes, we do. That means that what we do with our lifestyle can directly affect our long-term outcome. It sure can. And if we don't manage these first four nutrition, sleep, stress management, movement, we are dead in the water because those are our responsibility. We talk a lot about this idea of self-government. I think we need to really grasp that concept and really own it because Health is developed by managing the person staring at you back in the mirror. And if you don't manage life, I promise you, life will manage you. So those four areas we need to really control. The three areas we do not have control over are first, DNA. DNA, deoxyribonucleic acid. You're born with a certain set of genes and you can't change that. You can change what you put on the genes to influence how they respond, react, and you know produce the downstream effects. So just because you're born with a certain set of genes, you don't have to die with a chronic disease or illness, but you do have to take charge of your health. I can't wait to go over genetics with you. It's going to be cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and then next, obviously, we need help with this hormones. You you get a place in life where you begin to produce less hormones. Ladies, you understand that to be something called menopause. And many of you don't understand that 
15 years prior to reaching the stage of menopause, you start having perimenopausal symptoms, which means a decline in production in general, which leads to many symptoms. And men, you have something called andropause, where your androgen production pauses or slows down. That doesn't go off the cliff like it does with a lady at menopause, but it begins to go into this very slanted decline, eventually to where you don't produce testosterone like you should. I recently tested a guy who's in his 40s. His testosterone was 253, and he's a workout guy. He thought, how can my testosterone be 253? Well, it's because he's worked out very intensely for a long time, and the stress affects that. So cortisol does affect your stress hormones because cortisol is a hormone. So we'll talk a lot about that in, in some future teachings for sure. Then there's peptides. Peptides are short chains of amino acids that are strung together in chains that have regenerative actions in the system. They can work on hair, skin, nails, bone, connective tissue, sleep, body composition to decrease fat and increase muscle. They can improve cognition, mental clarity. Oh, they, the regenerative effect of peptides is vast and large. It really is. And so peptides are amazing. Um, so those seven things that we really want to manage from a seven-pillar standpoint, nutrition, sleep, stress management, movement, genetics, hormones, and peptides, those are massively important. And we've spent time previous weeks talking uh, really a lot about nutrition. We're always going to revisit that. We've talked about exercise. We've talked about this idea of sleep. But we haven't spent much time talking about that thing called stress because it's really a challenge to understand. But stress is one that is the most overt killer of mankind right now. How many of you understand the idea of being, quote, stressed out, end quote? You like being stressed yeah, out? I don't care for being stressed no. out at all. Stress stresses me out. I just don't like stress. I can't stand it. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> a lot like of people end up with hypertension. They sometimes end up with high blood sugar. That can result eventually in low blood sugar because of a, a sort of a crash of the adrenals. Adrenals just cannot keep up. So stress is massively important today. So we're going to spend some time on stress right now that I really want you to catch. So it is important to define stress appropriately and recognize what the inappropriate definition of stress is. Has it been defined inappropriately? Has it been defined erroneously? I think, we think the answer is yes. So check this out. Stress is not a noun. Stress is a verb. All right, so before you say, wait a minute, you guys have lost your mind. It's always listed in studies as a noun. Well, think about this. A noun is a person, place, or thing. Something you can grab a hold of or put in a bucket. Can you grab a hold of stress and put it in a bucket? You can't because it's not defined in that way. So we understand that stress, if you look at it from the standpoint of not being a noun or a non-noun, that puts it in another category. That puts it in the verb category, which when you put it in the verb category, that makes it an action. So when you think about stress, it is critically important to redefine stress from a noun to a verb. And I'll give you specific examples of that in just a moment. You can get this. But this could be one of the most important teachings you've ever had because many times people blame their um, mistakes or errors or uh, bad behaviors in life because of stress. Stress made me do this. How can stress make you do anything if stress is a verb? So if you have control over a verb and you don't have control over a noun, then how does a verb control you? 
Kind of makes you think a little bit about that, right? How does that work? We need to understand this. So there's some characteristics of stress that we want to camp out in for a little bit and really understand what it means. First of all, a brand new definition that I really want you to get. We talked about redefining it. It's not an announced verb, but check this out as a definition. Stress is an action you take in response to life's expected or unexpected occurrences. So give you an example here. You're in a traffic jam, right? And I remember the first time I taught the, <laughs> this idea about stress, I was, I was teaching to a bunch of police officers trying to convince them that stress was not a noun, but it was a verb. And I, I had taught the class, half the class. I never told you this, but then I was on the way back from having lunch. And I, I used to live pretty close to where I was teaching right there. But I went and had lunch and came back and there was a train that was there. And so I'm trying to get back at a certain time and I'm talking about stress, and I realized that train was there, it was stuck, cars were backed up, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late. And it was aggravating me because I had to get back and make sure the PowerPoint's working and make sure everybody's there, and I've got to lead by example. You know, the instructor being late doesn't look good, and who's going to back up for me? And I, I started to get aggravated, and I thought to myself, wait a minute, I have a powerful learning tool right here. I thought to myself, and I walked through the process actually <laughs> step by step, can I make the train move faster? No. no. Can I make the train move slower? No. no. Do I want to? Of course not. Can I get around this train and go anywhere else? Is there any other way that I can get from point A to point B then go straight across the tracks once the train clears? There was not. So I was stuck right there. Other people were getting very discouraged. I watched one guy get out of his car. No kidding. Mm -hmm. he, he got out there and he walked right toward the track and he put his hands on his hips and started going, <laughs> looking at the train here and here it was going this way it was going i think right to left but he was looking up and down like for the length of the train like the more he looked and the more he stood with his hands on his hips that train would speed up but it wouldn't and i could see him getting more aggravated at the moment just by his mannerisms and i thought to myself right then okay if i understand this correctly i cannot control the train I did not pick the time the train came by. I couldn't have known. I couldn't have adjusted. So this occurrence came upon me. This is a stressor that I had no control over. Stress or. That's a stressor. So my response then is up to me. So I chose right then to just be calm. I chose not to do anything other than sit there and think, okay, this is a lesson I got to learn. I'm going to work on breathing, calming it down, and realize that I've got no control over that situation and I did make it to the uh, class on time by a couple minutes. It wasn't fun, but I made it on time in a couple minutes. But the interesting thing about it was I realized that this point number two that we have here was true. I, I didn't have control over that. Many times you don't have control of the stimulus. You can only change how you respond or react. Life, folks, is going to scream at you with many stressors today. I mean, there's a lot of stressors today that um, I I just can't believe. I mean, here we're at a time right now. There's there's a threat of uh, another world war. I mean, that's a big deal. We have had a threat of our freedom being taken away for the last two years. There's a threat of economic collapse. I, I heard today that Bitcoin, uh, some of that trading has been frozen in Ukraine and China. Uh, this is massive stuff. I don't have control over those. I wish I did. Life is full of completely overwhelming stressors right now. And we just got to like realize that there's going to be a bunch of those. And when we have a bunch of those stressors, it's screaming at us. I mean, the news is full of these stressors. 
Fear mongers. Fear mongers do. Huge but stressors. we don't have a choice on those, do we? We can turn it off. That's it. And that's because some ways you can do it because you can't trust it anyway, really. Who knows what truth is anymore, you know? But the bottom line is, folks, when you talk about stress, we have to choose how we answer this scream in life or call in life. It's a scream in life. Scream is designed to put fear in you. When you have a call in life, it's designed to put faith in you. The scream of life, fear. The call of life, faith. Which one do you respond to and how do you adapt? When you think about this idea of stress, the point being is you make the call. You make the response. So allow stress to be controlled by you based upon it not being a noun but a verb. Therefore, one more time, our definition, stress is an action you take based upon a decision that you make in regard to life's expected or unexpected occurrences. So stress, therefore, is something that you can't control because it's no longer a noun, but it's a verb. Pretty cool, isn't it? It's very cool. You, sometimes we yeah. just have to rearrange our thinking. We can't change what we don't know or what we haven't thought about and evaluated. We can't. And just as a reminder, go to that link down below, Sherwood.tv. You see it in the forward slash there for you with a special code for you. And download our free ebook. Get involved in our brand new course called Health Secrets Exposed. It's 13 30-minute sessions of us teaching you this kind of stuff right here and more, a little more in-depth. And we want you to have that. And we want you to use that. And we want you to listen to one session every month for or every week for 13 weeks. And your life's going to be transformed pretty cool. So we appreciate you doing that. Now, we're going to transition right now into an area that we really focus on uh, really quite often because it's very important what does the Bible say about health? It says a lot. And a lot it of times we don't does. think it does. No, we talked no. about, you know. In Basic our, instructions before leaving Earth. Yeah, pretty cool. We talked about in a recent teaching, you know, about how that um, we have segregated uh, physical, emotional, spiritual health, but they don't need to be separated at all. It's, it's fascinating how we've done that. And it's been wrong from day one. <laughs> so down. we've got two scriptures we want to talk about as we wrap up this portion of our teaching for you right now. And first one is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Here it is. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. You are bought with a price. Therefore, you must honor God with your body. So there you see it. And I'm going to begin with this question. Let me ask you, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you? Do you not know that? Mm. And when you think about that, if you don't know that, you should know that. Because when you think about the question that's asked, it's almost like ask rhetorically. It's actually asked again in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 as well. Don't you know that your body is a temple of God? And I find that interesting because in this passage we see, don't you know that your body is a temple of God? Question mark. Whom you have from God. So it's a confirmation there that God made our bodies. We know that mankind and womankind, mm -hmm. are both made in the image of God. Now, we are the only part of God's creation that are made in his image. We have beautiful trees, beautiful flowers, beautiful sunshine outside, the heavens, the earth, the stars, the sky, the clouds, all that is beautiful, the mountains, but none of those are in the image of God. Only we as humans are in the image of God. So when you understand this powerful statement, you can only answer in the affirmative here that 
don't you know that your body is a temple of God, who you have from God? The answer is, well, yes, I know that. So when the scriptures say right here, you're not your own, you're bought with a price, what does that exactly mean, you're not your own? Who, who's, who's do we belong to? You belong to the Lord. Why? And he paid a massive price for us because sin actually separated us from the love of God. And because sin that we committed separated us from the love of God, sin always requires a price. And the price of sin has always been sacrifice. It's always been bloodshed. So we can't sacrifice enough stuff, enough sheep or goats or cows or birds to pay for our sin because sin has the ultimate price of death. That means death is separation of us permanently from God. So God says, I don't want to leave you guys where you are, leave you with the same. So I'm going to send my son as the perfect sacrifice to pay the price for your sins so that once and for all, you have the opportunity to have your sin paid for. So us now as human beings have the opportunity to see that Jesus died for us and he defeated death, hell, and the grave. So he paid the ultimate price so that we could have life with God. And this is a powerful statement to think about, folks, when you when you consider the idea that we were bought with a price. This was a pretty steep price. Yes. Yeah, that's called life. Yeah, and when you think about Bloodshed. this... Yeah, and the price of a human being um, to die for someone else, it's easy, I think. It would be pretty easy for me to die for you, right? And I mean, me I, for you. Yeah, I mean, we think, okay, this is going to really stink. You know, it's going to hurt a little bit, but I'm going to mm -hmm. die for her. How much greater love is it for you to die for somebody that actually is your enemy mm -hmm. or die for someone that's actually killing you? That's like overwhelming. So... In other words, when you think about the price that was for what we have, wow, we have no choice but to honor God with our body because he created us for him. Do you understand? He created us for him. So when we honor him, we are honoring, respecting the price that he paid for us. So that's just one scripture we talked about tonight. Here's one more that I want you to catch before we wrap this thing up in a nice bow. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Amazing, amazing scripture here. I like the word appeal. <laughs> it's like, would you listen to me? I'm asking you once and for all to listen to me. It's very important for you to listen to me. I appeal to you, brothers, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual act of worship. When you think about sacrifices, you think about something that's put on a burning altar that's dead. Living sacrifices means you climb up on that altar, hop up there, and you take the heat knowing it's going to hurt. Even though it's hurting, you stay up there because you presented your bodies, these things, as living mm -hmm. sacrifices. And that's important because that is our reasonable or our spiritual act of worship. And I hope we catch this, folks, because when you think about this, we are not to be like the world. That doesn't make sense in the world's eyes. So we're not to conform our our behaviors, our ways to the world. We're to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. 
which means we think different, we act different, we are different, we speak different, we look different. And when we do that, this is a big deal. When we present our bodies as living sacrifices and begin to be transformed into acting, being, saying something different with all we do, then we can discern what God's will is. You see that right there? Then we can discern and we can see what God's will is. We can see what it is. We can test it, good or bad. Is this from God? Is this not? So that we know what is good, acceptable, and perfect in the eyes of God. This is a powerful truth, folks, because I want to know what God's will is, don't you? Absolutely. But the only way to do that, friends, is to present your bodies as living sacrifices. These things, these earths that we walk around in that are the temple of God, that are not our own, that was bought with a price, we've got to present it as living sacrifices and not be conformed anymore to the ways of the world, not think like the world, have a kingdom point of view. We've talked about it many times. We've been on stages in front of thousands of people, not being scared because we're not from here. When we get done with here, we're going to ride back to where we come from. It's important to think different, be different, act different. And that's why it's important for you to get the right kind of hope and the right kind of teaching on health because the right kind of teaching on hope and health will truly get you to experience life and life more abundantly on this earth. Folks, we want to experience life with you. Don't you want to have optimal life? Absolutely. I do too. And that's why we're here, isn't it? We want to experience life with you and experience life more abundantly. That's why hope and health is important to get involved in. So as a reminder, once again, once you go to that link right there, sherwood.tbc forward slash right on the bottom of your screen, and I want you to download that ebook and get involved in our courses, specifically our brand new course, Health Secrets Exposed. And we want you to have the best teaching, not from us, but from God's throne from God's kingdom. His principles, they do work. Whether you believe in him or not, it doesn't matter. His principles will still work, and we can't wait to be a part of your life. Boy, what a good teaching tonight, huh? Yes, we can't wait to see you next time. You guys are awesome, so we'll look forward to seeing you uh, same time next week right here for the next episode of Hope and Health. We love you very much, and we'll see you next time. Bye for now. Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood and their clinic can help you find the hope and health you were created to enjoy. Go to Sherwood.tv for clear, proven ways you can be healthier. Subscribe at Sherwood.tv.